Welcome to Hell's Comic Book, where strangers are a family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex and sound effects of various worlds. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned as well as all the people that were warned before I put their heads on pikes. Comrades start off on an island, all strapped together, with their hands all roped up. A mean old man awakens us and tells us we're here to essentially die. He goes away to never return. Fights happen. We are eventually able to leave the island before battling some of the sea beasts. When we finally arrive, we get to people starting trouble in the orphanage. That person happens to slip and fall onto a dagger. A big chain of events happens. We end up taking a rest and one of our crewmates, Jack, decides to leave the party. As Cobalt and Dust begin to look for his collar despite two missing children. They check out some of the warehouses, meeting a small dwarf man named Coldbeard asked him for a job to kill a very non-talkative pirate. They end up finding someone running through the streets who they think is spying on him, and Cobalt breaks his ankles, and after that, a nice guard whisks him away by the name of Fallon. They become friends and go looking for the caller together. They really get nowhere. They meet a nice orc, and they also... Meet a strange goblin who's not very talkative. A few things happen. They get a little bit of a lead. And they meet up. Cobalt and Dust meet up with two other characters. Named Leo and Velcut. They meet inside of an alleyway. And this is where they introduce some mean people. Along with finding Andrea. Who has been transformed into a dragon. Dust, everyone, they all save the day. And do not have to kill Andrea. And when they get back to the orphanage, they find a man by the name of Roy. He is giving Dust a choice to either kill Alphonse, one of the orphans with the atrophied arm, or to not kill him and have Hellfire rain upon the orphanage. Dust decides to try to save everyone, failing in the process, killing all of the orphans, Almost himself, almost Velcott, but sparing Alphonse. You can't really destroy an entire orphanage without gathering some attention. Uh, so the local door guard does come by and uh, assess the situation. Then we are all kindly escorted to the uh, to the guardhouse or, or one of the guard towers. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. 
okay yeah that was the next day um and like you know while staying there suddenly everybody's gone uh but plenty of demons and probably the scariest scariest uh what would i even call that i actually I actually don't know what the grouping of bats are but yeah a grouping of bats the scariest grouping of bats i've ever seen as a player um and uh we are attacked in the middle of the night by this force only for uh only for it all to be suddenly revealed to be like some kind of illusion and next thing you know there's a bunch of guards standing outside our area like thinking that we killed lots of people um so we escape out the back but unfortunately the guardhouse is taken over by a giant fucking toad um <laughs> so I had to run from that uh which we successfully do um leaving uh yeah at this point it would be dust cobalt and then they'll cut um in one place and john is fucked up to another place his his own his own hotel it's fine um uh then yeah, so Cobalt goes off to, like, do more collar searching where he finds a nice old man, uh, you know, like, among all the other nice old people that we have found on our journey so far, um, who just wants to reconnect with his children after his wife died. Um, uh, Dust goes to the first funeral at the orphanage. Uh, don't worry, there'll be more. Um, Leo, I, I don't actually remember exactly what brought you to that to that woman's house, like the, the connecting thread there. Um, but you go there before you're suddenly now also at the funeral and Cobalt collects you, uh, you and Dust as he has, while looking for the old man's children, has discovered a warehouse with the literal son being being experimented on by Nickel, or who we would then later know to be Nickel. Um, yeah, so Cobalt collects you and brings you to the warehouse where a fight ensues. Um, lots of drugs, uh, like experimentation. Um, but, uh, we do wind up winning, although end up also killing the son. Oh, I should probably mention that the, the daughter also, that one that, uh, Leo was with, but I think she kind of burned and exploded. What, uh, I don't remember exactly what killed her. It wasn't, she... it wasn't pretty though. Let me just clarify. She basically was running in between the unseen public and reality, like really fucked up on Drake Belly and just ran randomly like ran in front of uh, Leo while he was walking in the uh, blighted slums, fucking facing into reality when she faced through a wall and staying in reality when she ran towards the wall. Yep. And her belly popped. OK, so kind of both. Uh, mm. Then. Uh, after discovering that there was somebody in the unseen public, uh, after dealing with the enemies there, um, uh, Dust pops over to have a quick hello. Uh, uh, talks with Nickel, who apparently has uh, has jacked in this moment, um, and instead of a fight going on, uh, actually has a reasonable discussion with Nickel and gets rewarded with the first dosage of the uh, like successful dosage of Drake Belly. Which he luckily did not die from. Um, yeah, that I did roll for a percentage on that. That, that was the craziest fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. So after that scene happened, uh, no fight there, folks. Um, surprisingly, even though again, awful man experimenting on people, he gets to go free. Um, uh, oh, it's also at this moment that uh, 
Leo recognizes because he has used gone to the unseen public a few times with Numgum and like realizes he had an addiction. So he was going to have a god uh, sorted out for him. Um, so he goes to church, uh, gets that taken care of. Um, meanwhile, uh, Cobalt and Dust. Ah, right. Uh, the entire reason why they were there. Uh, they went up. They went back to the old man. Um, oh, I pr probably should have mentioned the reason why he was helping this old man. He had a box that maybe or may not have had his collar in it. So, like, you know, taking a chance, but it was locked. Um, so after telling the old man what happened, very nice old man. Um, like, Cobalt and Dust got the box, and they went on their merry way. And when they opened the box, uh, uh yeah, it had Alphonse's, one of Alphonse's arms in it. <laughs> that was nice. Um, so... Uh, Dustin Cobalt make their way back over, but of course the old man is gone. Um, uh, and I think this would be around the time. Oh, right. Uh, Leo went off uh, somewhere else to do like uh, uh, more Leo things. Um, when I say Leo things, I mean like uh, business transactions that won't have much payoff until later. Um, but uh, yeah, Cobalt and Dust also find their way to church i don't remember the exact reason why we went there uh but anyway we found ourselves uh ironically at the same church but just like an hour or two later um and uh um uh we find out that uh oh i'm not sure if this was brought up with andrea but you know like the one guy who was um like a who was supposedly like behind the bullshit with andrea uh it's like uh was also hanging out there I'm assuming, like, for, for sanctuary purposes. Um, and Dust tried to kill him, and didn't work out. Uh, and and I think this would be around the, around this same time, uh, Leo is encountering um, uh, Asmodai for the first time, uh, who is breaking some kneecaps, as you do. Um, and, you know, they, you could tell that they're going to have a great friendship uh, throughout the next several days. Um, just right off the bat. And uh, so, yeah, like, you know, after uh, Dustin Cobalt doubled their shit and just like, uh, um, and start making their way over to back the other side of town, uh, they find themselves in front of, eventually, a nice little cottage that isn't supposed to be there. And rather than waiting for Cobalt to, you know, like, uh, to find Leo and come back for him, he immediately goes in through the front door and it disappears. Just immediately. Um, that was fun. Uh, Cobalt, uh, and, uh, he, and, uh, and Dust plays a chess game. And by a chess game, it was just, you know, like, win in one move kind of thing. And he tried. Um, uh, but yeah, Cobalt finds, uh, uh, Leo as well as, uh, new friend Metal Man. And, uh, and leads them back to where he last saw last saw Dust, uh, who by that point had then now just made a figurative slash literal deal with the devil, or at least a, a something or other. Found uh, some cool shit. Uh, and after that, uh, this part's hazy, but... You went to bed. Yeah, we go to the inn, we go to bed, we don't get a long rest. Which, you know, like, it wasn't mentioned with, uh, at any point, uh, yeah, earlier, but, uh, that's been a problem. Uh, just like, we just can never get a full night's sleep. Um, as, uh, 
suddenly the pirates are invading. Although before that, a little bit before that, Dust gets woken up in the middle of the night by uh, uh, by Devil Daddy. And uh, so he escaped. He goes out in the middle of the night in a rowboat off back to that island we were originally at because, you know, great memories. Uh, and uh, more solidifies that deal with the devil. Um, Cobalt, having discovered that Dust had left, uh, he decides to go to the beach. Um, well, that doesn't decide to go to the beach, but it leads him to the beach after he literally puts his nose to the ground to find him, but not before being found like nice guy Fallon. Um, then, in that moment, we see that there's a pirate invasion. And... Not without the help of Cobalt. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Because like uh, we can't we can't forget that we can't forget that you know like at Nice Fallon's suggestion, uh, Cobalt should go to the guard tower and stop them from trying to uh, to burn down that boat in the distance. That must be dust. It, it clearly must be dust. It can't be anything else. Um, so as sometimes happens with Cobalt, uh, uh, things burn down. Um, as it does. Pirate invasion happens. Uh, for some reason, Dust is not killed as he is uh, taking his rowboat back out onto the beach. Uh, and, of course, Leo and Asmodei uh, also now having realized, like, holy shit, everything's being invaded, uh, decide to use their collective clout to gather as many uh, forces as possible, uh, including but not limited to Jack to Colbeard's uh, force, um, as well as the town guard. And even the private guard, uh, getting them all involved to take on this pirate invasion, and shit happens. Uh, Cobalt dust, um, yeah. Like essentially, the 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 entire party eventually gets there. Although Asmodei uh, shows up last with a moss, um, but uh, or no, it wasn't a moss. It was I don't remember the I don't remember the uh, the funky's name that Asmodei brought with him. Um, Victor. And he did bring Amos as well. Oh, like, but I think like Amos was like left behind, did not on, not brought to the boat. No, nope, um, he was. He 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 went to the boat and like went like uh, below deck, started burning shit, came up on top and challenged uh, uh, uh Valentine. Well, I guess for some reason I'm not I do like quite remember Amos's role in that. Head. Anyway, uh, so eventually we all go on a rowboat because like we kind of have to deal with this problem directly. Um. Everybody hops onto the boat. Leo decides, I have a great idea. Shatters it. Starts sinking. Um, and we do have that fight with Valentine. Uh, but, you know, because sinking boat and this isn't exactly the nicest waters uh, in anywhere. Um, so we all get back onto our little rowboats before it sinks. Um, Dust almost dies. Again. Um and a skeletal plesiosaur just rises from the the ocean and tries to attack us all. I prefer Dicephalosaurus, but close enough. And we GTFO'd out of there. That's what we literally did, because eventually it just could not uh, catch up with us. <laughs> uh, that said, we still somehow all almost died, but it worked out. Cobalt is great, Doctor. Although he did almost let Leo die, which now in hindsight might have been for the best. Um, anyway, pirate invasion taken care of. So we get back on the shore. Uh, Asmodai is able to clean up some profits from uh, all the dead bodies of the pirates, get some weapons. Uh, his boss shows up 
He gets some contacts with Amos. He impresses the man. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dust and Cobalt and Leo are all tired. We finally go back to the inn and get that long rest. Uh, and during all this commotion, Leo has bought the tavern called the Starry Eye right out from underneath the Crimson Fist, who that was in their territory. And so he now owns the inn. Uh, and that causes some tension. There's a conversation between Asmodai and his gang leader, Solomons, who is rather upset about how this person is already eking in on their territory, but we're working with them anyway. Uh, other important note is that the Greyhounds, which were a mercenary group, uh, began making their way into other parts of the city outside of the Jade Hills. This will come up later. Uh, so after the long rest, uh, everyone has some conversations uh and dust decides that he's going to have to go make a deal to get his missing orphan back he knows that he has to go talk to roy and nickel and colebeard uh so he goes and does that cobalt is still desperately looking for his caller and leo decides to start making preparations for a heist at an upcoming ball. Asmodai, meanwhile, uh, Asmodai, meanwhile, decides that he is going to help Cobalt look for his collar, uh, since Leo is off doing his own things, uh, and setting up for the heist. And so they go and do that. Uh, and it is during this time as they are sort of exploring around that they find out uh, where Fallon is, the captain of the guards, as Cobalt lets him... Oh, wait, no, I'm skipping something, my fault. He starts asking... Asmodai starts asking around his contacts, him and Cobalt, and that is when they find out that the person that was last seen with the caller was dun-da-da, Fallon, the captain of the guards who for a long time thought Cobalt was just a dog. Uh, Dust then has his little meetup with the leaders of the Wild Ones and Colebeard, and they come to an arrangement that Dust is going to sell, give them his orphanage, what is left of it, and for in exchange for Alphonse. And so those are two big revelations that happen. Some time passes. There's really not much fighting. There's a few creepy things going on in the city and basically just some exploration being done. Uh, and then we cut back to the Starry-Eyed Tavern and a group called the Greyhounds begins encroaching upon the inn and somebody didn't pay their protection money. So their inn gets destroyed, this being Leo. Uh, and Leo gets knocked unconscious, gets crap kicked out of him by three 
thugs uh, while he is by himself. He manages to deal with a couple of them, but he still gets knocked unconscious in the process. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Asmodai and Cobalt, very unlikely allies, decides to head over to the Jade Hills looking for Captain Fallon through some uh, skillful manipulation of <laughs> through some skillful manipulation of the guards and posing as a somewhat true perspective to basically take over the Greyhound's security since the Jade Hills is in need of it, Asmundi is able to get into Earl Diamond's uh, estate and meets up with Fallon where they learn that there are two Fallons running around. More on that later. Then, Dust, meanwhile, is finally able to set up the exchange. He takes Leo with him. Uh, he takes Leo with him after there was a discussion between the, the party members of whether to wake Leo up. There was a long discussion. Dust is able to convince uh, a local cleric from the Church of Delgar to basically waive the fee and revive Leo. Then, the two of them go to an exchange. There are some terse words exchanged, and Alphonse is given back to Dust, but Alphonse doesn't seem to be particularly happy to see his old, uh, what would be the term, orphan house owner. Caretaker. His caretaker. Maybe that's the best word. No, because they actually have to take care of people. You know... <laughs> <laughs> Orphan house owner seems very appropriate. Yeah, that it is extremely appropriate because Alphonse is not very happy with the orphan house owner, seeing as uh, he's gotten pretty much everyone killed, uh, and Alphonse is now uh, can't be ambidextrous anymore. You know, because he only has one arm. So Alphonse tells very emotional scene tells dust basically i wish you would die uh and then proceeds to almost kill him uh and is basically restrained by leo takes him back to now what is called leo's respite his now mostly disheveled and destroyed tavern and then this is all happening while Asmodai and Cobalt find out that there are two Fallons running around, finding that Fallon is uh, is basically on the up and up, this one who is actually the captain of the guards. Uh, there's arrangements that are made for Asmodai to set up to run security. There are meetings that are arranged. And then Cobalt and Asmodai go off again looking for leads, talks with Solomons, who gives them a lead of a trap house in the Jade Hills where the fake Fallon often arranges meetings. So they go back to the tavern. Dust decides to forego resting as well as not really killing anyone, so he's continuing to be exhausted. But he decides to go scope out the tavern or uh, sorry the orphanage to see what roy and nickel are up to 
and he sees them go into the orphanage and they disappear, obviously going into the unseen public when they do so. While that is happening, Cobalt and Asmodai return back to the tavern, trying to figure out what's going, trying to speak while Leo has been getting ready for this heist, told Dust about the heist, but not the other people in the party. Uh, as there was a conversation that was going on about protection money, an argument got in, uh, there was an argument between Asmodai and Leo, Asmodai who thought that, uh, you know, you need to pay up, we will offer you protection, but he gives him a little bit of a high price. Leo, who thinks there was already protection that was given, even though there wasn't, uh, there was never an arrangement for that. And so an argument ensues. Meanwhile, Cobalt looks curiously at the now-rescued Alphonse. And Alphonse decides to do something really dumb and show that he is a changeling, in which we all sort of find out in character that this is where changelings are illegal. They are banned. And by banned, their right to existence is curtailed when they are found. Cobalt, being a devout follower of his patron dragon, uh, who hates false faces, immediately turns on the small child. Dust, or not Dust, uh, Asmodai and Leo are too busy arguing. Asmodai is not going to do anything because it's not his problem. Leo attempts to try and stop Cobalt, but uh, the wonderful spell Magic Missile uh, basically prevents any attempt that can be done, and within about six to ten seconds, there is now a, another dead child on the floor. Good job, Dust, for keeping that one alive. Uh, and it is seen very quickly that Alphonse was, in fact, as Cobalt would call him, a false face. Or <laughs> a, yes, or in uh, draconic terms, a... <laughs> Sorry for your ears. Uh, or a changeling. I prefer the draconic term. It's very elegant. Now, at this point, Asmodai grabs a young kobold, or kobold, kobold, named kobold. Yeah, trust me, yeah, that's I a guess. running game. Sorry for that joke. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry for the joke, but... <laughs> and absconds with him to go rest at another... In while he discusses with Cobalt uh, deeper ideas of philosophy and what makes what makes something good and evil, and what is right and wrong, while Cobalt gives slight question marks. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dust comes back to find the object that he has been working almost the entire campaign for now dead on the ground. There. And as was mentioned earlier, now it's time for another orphan funeral. Yay! And Dust and Leo decide to go bury the young child. Leo is very upset, as well as Dust. Leo begins spouting some things about how the country needs to change and this world is broken, sounding very much like a revolutionary for some reason, which is odd for a capitalist businessman, but he starts sounding like Che Guevara. Uh, and, dis and the two have 
you know, a nice funeral guest or for you anime fans like Yagami. Uh, they spend all night participating in the funeral. They both take exhaustion. While Kobold and Asmodei go sleep in the nicest inn in town in nice, soft, feathery beds and have a pillow fight. They don't actually, but they might as well have. Uh, <laughs> while they seem much less stressed about things going on because Kobold feels he's one step closer to his caller for once. Uh, after the funeral the next morning... Uh, a lot of preparations are made by Asmodei and his quote-unquote squire, Kobold, uh, as he goes, has a meeting with the Earl, convinces the Earl and the rest of the nobles that he, him and his gang, though they don't know it is his gang, should replace the Greyhounds as supplemental security for both the ball and on a more permanent basis, supplemental security for the noble area of this, of Drogue Harbor, a.k.a. the Jade Hills. Uh, Asmodei dodges some spiky questions about who he actually worships. And in the morning, Cobalt has a conversation with his master, where his master sounds more and more like, kill, 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 murder, kill, 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 and as long as you're doing the people I dislike, it is righteous. Uh, there's more new, nuance to that, but this, this is sort of the thousand-foot view. Uh, as Cobalt continues to struggle with the fact he made his friend Dusty Kitty unhappy. Uh, they also then go to the trap house that they were told about in the Jade Hills, which sticks out like a sore thumb, this dilapidated-looking building in the middle of all these mansions. And they go in, explore a little bit, and find nothing, and come up with a brilliant plan on how to draw out the <laughs> gang members who are in the unseen public. You know, the plan that would come be come up with, with a, uh, I don't want to say simple, but a less societally adept cobalt and a very direct and some would say thuggish Smedai. While And all this is going on while the other two are finally sleeping to try and not be exhausted for the ball that is upcoming, which is when, Le which is when Leo's heist is planned for. And, yeah. A and so they have yet to sort of catch up to what is going on. While <laughs> Asmodei decides to light the trap house on fire, doing the civil service, getting this, you know, eyesore out of the Jade Hills and hopefully drawing out whoever the fake Fallon that is inside or hoping to draw out some other people. Well, this somewhat works. The building goes poof. Uh, and thanks to the effort of a lot of liberal uses of frostbite, the cantrip, uh, the spot, the fire does not spread into the rest of the Jade Hills. There was some interference in the unseen public, but they at least sent a message. So they go on their merry way, uh, doing some more errands and setting up for the party that nice. Yeah, I said frostbite, Ray of Frost. My, my apologies. Anyway, at this point, the other two have woken up and are 
come to the same conclusion through some information that they should go to the building in the Jade Hills, which is now a smoldering ruin. And upon getting there, Dust quickly decides to leap into action and go into the unseen public, not paying any attention to Cobalt whatsoever, much to Cobalt's dismay. Uh, Leo is also about to go, but Asmodite goes, wait, I don't care about this crap. I need to talk to you because I need you for my plan, which is stealing magic items, which he doesn't know is also Leo's plan to steal magic items. But Asmodite is going to do it a lot more subtly than Leo, who wants to actually heist them. Asmodite's plan is to just sneak some away since he's going to be guarding them. And he has some inside track on how to do this, but he needs Leo to basically be the shill at the auction for the magic items to be bought. That conversation is had, and Leo goes, okay, yeah, I've had enough of this. I need to go and help my friends in the Unseen Public. And then he goes, Asmodai, who is not fan of drugs of any kind, thankfully was left a bag of magical fairy dust that he was able to use to get into the unseen public this shortly after the revelation that that good old cobalt is un is unwittingly carrying like a life sentence worth of drugs on his person uh, enough to start his own business of drug dealing but that doesn't really come up it's just an interesting detail they go into the unseen public arriving shortly in in very much staggered steps dust arrives first sees that nickel is there doing some freaky experimentation on a bunch of people strapped to tables uh then cobalt shows up and then leo shows up and there's a brief conversation to where dust is tired of nickel's crap and they begin to fight just as asmodai who's arriving for into the unseen public for the second time in his life and is wondering why we're about to fight a giant snake man but oh hey the giant snake man has one of my compatriots in tow uh so him need die and that kicks off a fight in which uh well nickel almost rails us dropping both dust again that running theme of dust almost dies Leo almost dies again. Dust is grabbed by Nickel, and thanks to some fast thinking from Asmodai, is able to get him out of the coils of the giant snake before Nickel is able to use him as a hostage. And then with the assistance of Jack, they go on wailing on Nickel until Nickel dies. And now for the next part. Dust gets his wish after he wakes up from being unconscious and is actually able to deal the killing blow. Um, he immediately, we uh, search the area, find some goodies, and um, Dust begins to drag his prey through the streets of the city. Luckily, we're still in the unseen public, so it's not a spectacle yet. Um, drags him to the orphanage where he... Uh, hangs the body from a weird tree that surprisingly no one seems too concerned about 
but um, hangs the body there and then has the idea to sign his murder by carving his name into the body and um, seeing an opportunity to um, fit in. Asmodai also decides to sign the body with his uh, by cutting off the hand and nailing it to the tree. So then after that, um, Jacked and Cobalt and Dust decide to stay in the Unseen Public where Asmodai and Leo decide to head back to the real world to meet up with the Inquisition and settle up their final deal to pull off this robbing of magical items. Um, Dust tells Cobalt that he'll never have any friends and he'll die alone and no one will ever love him. Cobalt isn't too happy about it. And then Dust goes and tries to pick a lock. He also admits that he doesn't actually want to kill Cobalt, even though the God of Death has told him that, hey, you got to kill Cobalt or else you'll eventually die of exhaustion. Cobalt and Jack go off to see a gigantic egg. And um, in that, Cobalt makes a new friend. Um, a very creepy fetus dragon um, that likes to play, play nice and, you know, is a big good friend of Cobalt's master, even when he tries to burn him from a distance. Uh, but in this friendly interaction, Cobalt finally achieves his goal and gets his collar. And in the meantime, becomes good friends with Jacked. Um, meanwhile, in the, the real world, Asmodai and Leo solidify the negotiations with the Inquisition and also get a new job where they agree to protect him by killing the Jade Hand for a sum of money that they secretly increase without the guy's knowledge and re-meet their good friend Amos, who they see survived his battle on the boat, but in turn is missing an arm. After this, um, everyone starts preparing for the the night's festivities. Asmodai organizes his troops while Leo meets with his uh, cohorts to plan the, the heist. Also, around this time, after these are happening, Cobalt and Dust return from the Unseen Public. Cobalt Dust, of course, is standing next to a tree from which there's a body hanging and has his name carved into the body. Whereas um, Cobalt, um, and after he is accosted by the guards, Dust reveals to the guards that he is holding illegal drugs and admits to the murder and basically calls the head of the guard an idiot repeatedly. So, surprisingly, he gets arrested and taken off to jail. Asmodai has shored up security, um, and Leo enters the, the ball with his friend, Jack. And to be noted, Leo was dressed much nicer than Jack. So as they 
enter the ball. They make some, as when I is working the party, making connections, making friends. As Leo is doing the same, they have some nice food, nice drinks, meet a weird skeleton man with glowing eyes who claims to know the real history of the world. Um, I am forgetting. Is, Orange Shelley. Yeah. I, I was, uh, is Cobalt arrived at the party at this point? I forget. Yes. If Asmodee is at the party, then uh, the Cobalt arrived before you. Okay. Yeah. So Cobalt's also making new friends. We get to, to learn a little bit more about the world. We hear about the conflict with giants. We hear about flying machines. We hear about fancy people doing fancy things. Um, we also hear about some fairy tales of the Gashans and their history. And while all this is going on, Dust is planning a daring prison break with some, let's call them friends. If you can count people he permanently assisted in injuring for life as friends. But seeing how Dust treats his children, I could say that's probably the closest he has to friends. Um, they manage to break out and um, get using a, a tactic used in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Um, they, they get out and head to the Dust decides to head to the party to reconnect with Leo and finish the heist. So as the party's going on, Leo's acting a bit suspicious in the fact that he is hiding objects places and handing strange objects to people. But it goes largely unnoticed by most people, except for weird skeleton man. Um, <laughs> so as the party goes on, Cobalt finds his good friend Jacked. And Jack has a solution for Cobalt, that he's got these magical cards that will help him reconnect with his master. And there's nothing that can go wrong with using magic cards given to you by a large cat man. So Cobalt eagerly starts picking cards. And um, the first one, you know, makes him a little bit dumb, let's be honest. So because of that, he keeps drawing more and more cards until eventually a weird shadowy figure emerges from the cards with a skull and smoke. And let's just say that uh, Cobalt drew one too many cards and um, Cobalt became no more. As he fell to the ground, Asmin and I immediately, having been following them for a while, tries to smash Jack and call the guards to him. Jack, the notoriously famous for hating the use of drugs, pops some numtong and disappears. Then Asmodei immediately wants to search for anyone who was friends with Jack or had any association with him, so eyes turn to Leo. And when he is found, just minding his own business, Asmodei tries to assault him, misses the grab, and then they have a friendly conversation where Leo reveals his, 
that he's been suspicious of Jacked for a little while now and doesn't believe that that is the real Jacked because, again, the real Jacked would never use drugs. Realizing that it might not be friend, the person they thought they begrudge, I begrudgingly allows Leo to continue partaking in the party, but under close supervision. In the meantime, while this was all happening, Dust met the good goblin friend who also revealed that Jack has not been acting the same, hasn't been returning things. So good chances that's not who we thought he was. And Dust decides to break into the party and then kind of just hang out. Then the auction begins as items are bid upon. We hear all about this cool items and there's gnomes and other people bidding on these items. Uh, As the auction goes on, the items finish and then begins the auction for animals and demons because rich people love owning crazy dangerous things that they don't know how to control. Um, so our old friend, the weird owl monster is, starts to be purchased. Asmodei remembers that, oh wait, no one fixed that cage. This thing can easily break out. Shouting a word of warning, he notices it maybe a little bit too late as the creature breaks free and gains control of all the other demons in the area. As the thing begins to attack, Asmodei, Leo, Amus, and the true Fallon jump into action to try and stop this monster. As they do it, Leo blows up some imps and also blows up a few of the nobles. And Asmodei and Amus and... Fallon work to save people. Eventually they are able to take down the monster after many hits are gone. And as they're picking up the pieces and healing the wounded, suddenly Asmodei turns around and Leo has disappeared. Seeing as that might be seen as a little bit suspicious as they were just discussing who could have caused this, um, Asmodei begins to search for Leo. At the same time, Leo reconnects with Dust. As Dust is asking about what the plan is, what's going on, Leo just says, quick, we need to get out of here. We need to hide. As they escape the building, Asmodei notices Dust, and he follows them out. As he Dust gives himself to be arrested to figure out kind of what's going on, Leo keeps running. And as Asmodei steps out of the building to finish his arrest of Dust and to find Leo, Leo, for the first time, plays his horn and lights his lighter. And with that, Leo's true plan has been revealed as all the strange packages, plus more packages placed by his allies, ignite all throughout the mansion as it is promptly reduced to rubble in a blast as Leo, as Asmodei and Dust standing close are thrown to the ground Leo reveals his true nature as a changeling and vows to 
make the land better. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music by Savic, Oh My Dog. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Now I have to get back to making my 40k army so I can wipe chaos off the map.